Well, guys, it's the beginning of the end of the season one Lady Dynamite After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Today we're covering episodes 11 and 12. It's been fun, guys. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Where is it? There it is. So who knew this was a real song, right? But is there a better encapsulation of the show than I don't know what I'm doing more than half of the time? (laughs) It's perfect. It's perfect. It's very true, and it's like weirdly specific in that perfect Maria Bamford way. Yeah. I can relate to it on this show, even. I can relate to it, too. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't think any of us do covering this show. Well, guys, Tamara's back. We're all back. We all made it for the finale. I think it's been since episode three that the four of us have all been in studio (laughs) at the same time. We got busy lives. We got busy lives, guys. Um, But we're all here, which is awesome. We're covering episodes 11 and 12 today, which is the end of season one of Lady Dynamite on AfterBuzz TV. Wow. um, On Netflix. And um, it's been fun, guys. But Mm. in case you forget, in case you forgot, I'm (laughs) Jeff Graham. Uh, You guys can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. And uh, I'll let these other beautiful ladies introduce themselves. I'm Tamara Brown. You can find me on Twitter at Brown Tamara and on Instagram at Tamara underscore blue. I am Kelsey Hightower and you can find me on all social media at at Kelsey Hightower. You can find me all across the internet at Lisa Mason Lee. So guys, uh-huh. that came and went, huh? We went through the whole season. Yep. That's weird. I've got to ask, reactions to the last two episodes, was it everything you hoped for and more? Yes and no. Yes and no. I'm kind of feeling yes and mm-hmm. no, too. Moments of amazingness, moments of me feeling a little bit like there could have been more, but I want to hear why you're saying yes and no, Tamara. I feel like we... Uh, I wanted to see Maria learn to take control uh, of a situation, not let somebody walk all over her, uh, be a grown-up. But, of course, she couldn't do those things because that's the whole uh, precipice of the series is that she, you know, she's messed up. She's got mental issues. She's got um, things she's struggling with, and that's what this show is about. So those things, those wants could never be met. Um, But I just still, you know, uh, it, it sort of builds to this, like, zenith of frustration for me. Um, so, mm-hmm. so that's that. so that's what yes and no. Like I, my needs weren't met, but they couldn't be because that's not how this. That's then it wouldn't be this show. Fair enough. True. And I agree with that. So I agree with everything you're saying. I feel the same way. Um, just about the courage and building up. But on the building on what you said, um, the what I did like was I got a little bit of closure um, from Maria. So um, the very ending shot just blew my mind. I loved it. I just thought that embodied everything. And Wait, we, r- remind, the, remind us? The ending shot of the whole season when she's on the bicycle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, it's both of clever. her, and it's like, oh, that's great. You know, like, visually, we're seeing... Two exactly, versions of her. Two uh, versions of her. Yeah. Like, what she's been explaining this whole season, and it's great. Um, yeah, I, I still don't know how I feel about Scott, so we can talk about that. <laughs> I, I don't know where to stand. Um, but yeah, I thought I really did enjoy these two episodes, and I did get some closure from it, so I liked it. Mm-hmm. 
I feel great about it. I think that she stood up for herself a lot, and that's what I really wanted to see. I was tired of seeing her get pushed over, and it seems that at the end she's overcome those fears that she's had and just been she's open to falling in love. But she still has that childlike part of her and the mental illness where you're kind of mm-hmm. like, does she really know what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we did see growth, which is good, because we ended on a kind of resolution, at least in terms of her romantic life, which is good. Um, It's weird to think, I don't know how she stands with her friends, and it's hard for us to know still of who the people that surround her are her actual friends and who aren't. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of it was very funny. We had a lot of questions answered, which was cool. Um, (laughs) And it... I'm reading that it's like very likely there will be a season two. I don't think it's an official confirmation yet, but um, did you guys I mention so. that it was on a Rolling Stones list of like the best? It was something like the best comedies of the year or something like mm-hmm. that. It was on a top ten list of Rolling Stone, but when Great. I just looked up to try to find what exactly it was, it said it's unavailable. So um, of course, yeah, yeah, the internet. Uh, but Rolling Stone, man, I kind of have a feeling we'll see this show sneak up on a lot of critics' top ten lists because. Mm-hmm. It kind of flew under the radar, and obviously this show isn't going to be everyone's cup of tea, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I did feel a sense of satisfaction when it all wrapped, Mm -hmm. and I kind of thought, like, you know, I don't know if I was along for the ride the entire time because the ride was so crazy, (laughs) um, which is awesome. Like, I just feel like the show took such big risks, Mm -hmm. and I was left feeling very satisfied at the end. Um, A friend of mine over the weekend, because most of the people that I've, um, uh, my comedy friends just praise it to the high heavens. Mm -hmm. We all really love it. Mm -hmm. I think we're all on the same page. I super enjoy it. Most people I've been talking to critically about this show love, 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 love it. A friend of mine over the weekend who's not in comedy but very smart and just uh, sort of a... uh, um, civilian when it comes to entertainment Mm -hmm. um, is she's... um, She pointed out that something that bothered her about this show, which I've never noticed, I don't know if you guys ever noticed it, is, like, she said there's a lot of editing mistakes that she doesn't think are intentional. Like, she's, she notices, like, kind of in the background, she said, like, people, you know, um, extras will be doing something that you don't, that they, she doesn't think, it doesn't look like it was intentional. Like, weird continuity hmm. stuff and, occasionally. And weird continuity stuff, weird edits that, like, it wasn't for the sake of a comedy bit or something like that. I'm like, oh, I never noticed that, so maybe she's not... I noticed one, actually, that pulled me out of it. It was um, during Karen Grisham Agent, mm-hmm. Anna Gasteyer's yeah. character, was ranting about when Maria comes back into her office, and she's like, you blew it for me, you blew the pitch meeting, blah, blah, blah. She's listing all these things, and she starts talking about her grandma, mm-hmm. and there was a very weird audio edit where her it cuts in and cuts out, and it was so clear to me mm-hmm. that they pulled two different takes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. Actually, some of the editing mistakes that mm-hmm. I've noticed I actually really like. Like, they'll use takes where the actors don't get the words perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, Maria will be like, oh, yeah, this is my my blo- my dog Blossom. Mm-hmm. And they'll have, like, little mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I actually love that. I've I noticed do like that. They mm-hmm. use takes that aren't perfect. And which, again, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if um, she couldn't think of, like, giving me an example, and I've never noticed this kind of thing, but, but my friend who was telling me, this is a super absurd observant person so like I trust mm-hmm. I just don't know if whatever she was saw- seeing was, was you know intentional for comedy and she just didn't get um, but who knows I just yeah, I was just wondering I if you guys noticed those things I really didn't yeah. I haven't really been paying attention to it honestly like yeah. I've been looking more at um, the storyline and just what she's doing and all yeah. that stuff but I haven't really yeah. been looking at maybe the style as much I mean they have made a lot of creative decisions stylistically 
and that I like. But as far as mistakes, I mean, maybe here and there, but I kind of... I don't know. Maybe it, it was low budget. It's, it's a show that's really just, hard to tell when there's a mistake because there's such strange jumps and cuts and yeah. inside jokes and breaking the fourth wall anyway that it's just kind of well, I did like, notice, like, the dog was talking, like, speaking English. Like, that... I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 um, no, that's, that's to the point of, like, who knows what the hell. Yeah. If, you know. know what I mean? Because the show, it's... It's almost nice if you have a show that's like the pretense is, is that it's so crazy anyway, you can probably get away with some editing mm-hmm. or kind of And I feel like she doesn't really, that doesn't bother her. Like, she doesn't want it to be a big blockbuster or right. something mm-hmm. clean and pretty. Like, her life yeah. isn't clean and pretty. So, I don't know. Maybe she's mm-hmm. very lenient on that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, and I know we got to dive in, but there's I just know. so many thoughts. I was thinking, can you imagine getting a script of this show in the first season and being like, just trying to process it? Like, the fact. That there was a pretty consistent voice across these 12 episodes with multiple directors and multiple writers. Mm-hmm. And Maria is really what holds it together, but there's so much to be said. Like, this isn't a run of the mill comedy. So, when Not at all. there's something so revolutionarily, like, fresh about what's happening, um, it's kind of a miracle, mm-hmm. really, that it all worked as well as it did. Yeah. Um, like, I just can't imagine being a director and coming in on, like, episode seven and, mm-hmm. be, like, thinking, like, how do I, how do, I do this? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I I mean, the show, I think all of us agree we loved it overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, let's dive in. Um, let's do yeah, it. Let's dive okay, in. Okay, so we're talking about Mind Romp. Of course, this is the episode where um, we kind of start to see trouble in paradise between Maria and Scott. Um, we start, well, <laughs> the main focus of this episode, which was, I thought, hilarious, was that Maria's t-shirts, the Bam Bam t-shirts accidentally become the uniform for a Sudanese child army. (laughs) What did you guys think of this plot? I thought it was uh, perfect. I thought that was a good, um, you know, the ridiculousness of the fact that Bruce's assistant (laughs) overnighted them to... I thought she's in Nigeria, but maybe Sudan. Sudan. Yeah, but Sudan. So, yeah. yeah. It's one of the African um, ones. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh, Somewhere in the Africas. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, and and you know that's just of course leading somewhere. So I thought it was it was perfectly in, insane yeah. place to take it. One yeah. of these things that I never saw coming. You know, you, you just keep being surprised by this show. And when we saw the T-shirts originally, and they said Maria. Bamford, bam bam, you know, it's like woo woo. And then now that they've turned <laughs> that joke around to be like bam bam, these are child, you know, yeah. warriors, it's like I didn't even consider that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, took I took it to a new level. Yeah, I like how it's just the whole start of like what turned into a strange publicity stunt and how they had to turn it around and make it right in the public eye. God. I do. One thing I love about this show, sometimes I see things happen and they feel so random. And I'm like, why did they choose this? But they really are seeds for future plot arcs. Mm-hmm. I know. So I'm like, what's the point of this whole Bam Bam subplot? Right. It's like, oh, of course, it becomes a uniform of a Sudanese child army. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that coming. Yeah, you didn't I, know. Why did we think of that? Yeah. <laughs> did anyone predict that last time? I almost <laughs> did. I was thinking either Sudanese or, like, maybe Nigerian. I don't know. But I knew it was going to be a child army twist. I just didn't know which country. I feel like yeah. the writers, like, after they wrote and shot that episode, everybody was just kind of like... Please, nothing in like the news come out that like ISIL has like un you know they they reveal this like child militia that is you know like 
so many oh. times shows have to like pull episodes and stuff because something happens in the news that's yeah. not appropriate. So I'm like, you're that's a really interesting point. I mean, a lot of choices they made, like the white um, trash episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. this episode was not, or this series was not afraid. To, to go there. To go there. Yeah, which was, I'm so glad it did. Um, that's kind of what Netflix can be. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. it was definitely the right medium for a show like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my favorite line of the episode did happen here. And I just have to say it because I thought it was so funny. Um, Maria's talking to Bruce and she says, Bruce, I am the face of a tween terrorist organization. <laughs> and Bruce goes, wait, is that a pitch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was really hilarious. That's great. Um, Hollywood. Any so any other thoughts? I was going to move on and talk about. Um, oh, this is funny too. Real quick, um, Bruce's tweet method tweeting is Maria. This whole pregnancy so awesome. thing. Yeah, that um, was I, funny. I noticed he said he's in the Venice Beach outreach theater production of Tootsie. <laughs> Do we think outreach was like out of the closet, like reaching? I wasn't sure if that was another moment where Bruce was like. I don't think so, but you know what? You know you. Your prediction that maybe it's still... I could see it's still heading that way. Happening. Yeah. I just feel like he's... He likes any excuse he can to, like, dress... Well, he's dressed up like a woman in this scene. Yeah. The pearls. Know. The pearls. I was surprised that... Uh, because jumping from uh, the last episode, he was basically destitute. And then this one, it just, like, drops that... Like, he's fine. He's back to work and everything. Yeah. He might still be that. in his van. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It was... Yeah, I I feel like sometimes this show will introduce us to crazy things and we don't always see them followed through, mm-hmm. which is okay. I mean, the show's a little cartoony mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to necessarily play by the rules of a rational universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's um it, that was one thing that just stood out to me this mm-hmm. episode. Definitely. Um what did you guys think of Maria uh as of Bruce method tweeting as Maria? This gosh. Oh, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I, I just was sitting there watching it by myself, laughing. I love it. He's wearing the dress, the earrings. He's like, I'm method tweeting. Yeah. And the stuff he comes up with is crazy. And that's where it co- goes into like the publicity stunt of like how they're going to twist it around and make her look better. And right. then, of course, he comes up with, she's pregnant. Yeah. yeah. The worst I, choice. It, it, leave it to Bruce to always make like the wrong decisions on these things. And always just do what you're not supposed to do. It was one of the frustrations of the series that I'm just like, I'm so tired of her friends treating her so terribly mm-hmm. and she just putting up with it. But again, that's what that's that's what I'm talking about when I'm like, those things can't be resolved. But it, it was just the frustration at this point where I'm just like, oh, another terrible thing that one of her friends thinks is a great idea. Mm-hmm. I know. And gets her in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's something I could be excited to see change a bit in season two. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important. For me, for sure. Yeah, like, I feel like it is good for a season one to establish consistency because there was so much zaniness, maybe that thread helped unify the writing, mm-hmm. but I'd like to see that change, I think, in season two. A little more, a little less antagonism from everyone around her. Yeah, because that is the whole thing that, like, I know that's where the majority of the comedy, or all of it, came from, but it's like, I... Is it going to be that terrible? Does it pull anything huge from the show if she has somebody that's actually... Well, I mean, I guess Scott, mm-hmm. he doesn't... Yeah. He's not, you know, damaging her yet in any way, but, like, right. um, yeah, I'm just but, I'm just yeah. getting tired of seeing her beat up by her friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you thinking, Lisa? You were going to say something. I was going to say, but is Scott facilitating her mental illness is what we discussed last time. Maybe. You know what I mean? Is he holding her hand too much? <sighs> and then the other thing I was thinking about Bruce, well, when, when first at the top of the show, when they first go into his office and he's doing that strange acting class with the kids oh, who are yeah. dressing up like a robot. Nice he, small wonder reference. He, I liked that. <laughs> 
he had such a dark side to him that I don't recall seeing as yeah. much of. Yes. And then I we see how dark he is and how mean. And then as soon as Maria walks in, he's like, hi, yes, sweet angel. angel. My Athenian yeah. goddess. Yes. And I'm like, wait a minute. What's this dark side with You're Bruce? Right. Well, I he feel was like it's yelling. the first time we've yeah. really seen this out of Bruce, like that anger. Mm-hmm. Well, that was his son, right? Was I reading that right? Where he was actually yelling it because he says, "If you don't do this right, Mom and I are going to get back in this truck, and I'm going to have to suck off another trucker," <laughs> which was another reference to Bruce <laughs> sucking off some in truck Iowa. driver in Iowa. So, so his wife lives in Iowa. I think. Okay, <laughs> I didn't notice that, but okay. Yeah, yeah I think it. His... I think it was his son. Okay. Um, I mean, it's... I didn't catch that. Like, I want to explore Bruce's family more. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. It's so... F- I, we've seen so much of Maria, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, she... It's... This is her yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Like, that should be the case, but, like, I'd love to see some A and B stories you next season. some of the other characters. Yeah, like, yeah. it would be so funny mm-hmm. to see, like, Bruce's family go to Disneyland or something. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine, like... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Bruce I falls can. in love with I Prince agree. Charming or something. <laughs> um, so they go on the Kimmel show... But it's not Jimmy Kimmel. It's Ginny <laughs> Kimmel. Kimmel. Which yeah. something about this was so funny to me. I don't know. What did you guys think of this whole like homemade talk show Ooh, new media? And I thing? love the line too, like, oh, I thought I was going to be on the other Kimmel show. And she's like, Oh, my cousin? No, <laughs> yeah. her podcast? No, that's booked up for months. So. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's really funny. That was funny. Did you guys like this scene? Yeah, I, I love how it was blown up to be like she really thought she was going on Jimmy. She goes on the Jenny Kimmel show. It's out of a garage, yeah. and I just love Jason T, the kid with the sound, the <laughs> on his <laughs> MacBook, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just loving it, pressing the buttons. Yeah. I could absolutely picture like a YouTube or a podcast or something being exactly like this. Mm-hmm. And I also loved um, that the investigative reporters from Santa Clarita High School, <laughs> you know, broke this story and had all this dirt on Maria and Bruce and what happened and everything. So yeah, it was good, and she was just uh jenny kimmel was very into herself and into her show so that was pretty funny but yeah we found some stuff out about bruce and who is Mm -hmm. the secretary uh yeah and how she definitely um her daughter yeah read it out yeah um what happened the scandal and everything i was like Get her out of there, yeah. you know. So. Classic Chantrell. Classic. <laughs> I did notice they were periscoping her show, and it had 130 viewers, yeah. which I thought, that's pretty good. I was like, that's not bad, <laughs> was my thought, which shows where I am in my career. But, um, but those were live viewers. So I was, you know, Ginny Kimmel for running a yeah. show out of her garage in Santa Clarita. is doing mm-hmm. a pretty good job. Uh, the one thing I didn't get, it was in front of a bunch of students and children. Was there any explanation I think that was just being like Jenny Kimmel is that's who her audience is like that's yeah. who's her following is so mm-hmm. okay cool and so, it's, it, yeah. it's good because Maria like is so bad with kids so it like mm-hmm. added to the mm-hmm. already existing tension but mm-hmm. um, funny I thought this was a funny twist um, but this is when Maria learns that Bruce so the suspense what's gonna happen mm-hmm. um, we jump back into the past and we <laughs> we get to see down Maria who's finally medicated. Um, what did you guys think about seeing another side to Maria Bamford's performance? How did you guys react to the heavily prescribed medicated Maria? I really liked how Maria had to still continue working and go into the world, even though she has all of these internal issues and mental illness going on. Just like in real life, when you go on a new medication, it's not going to adjust the first day, and she's completely tired. She can't get her stuff together. And it just plays out, and it's interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's this is like uh, I think we've said before. Like it's one of the only shows that gives you like a realistic glimpse into mental illness. That's not like a horrible 
negative view of of people who are mentally ill are just crazy but um it's uh i think there was like a vice article too that was just like it's uh refreshing to see a a show that it it does like an analysis of what the reality of mental illness is Mm -hmm. and so yeah that was nice I, i those are those are my favorite parts of the show yeah yeah Definitely. Very real. And this is when she's at Checklist, right? When she's working mm, yeah. and everything. Yeah, this was, it was interesting. Because even when you're not medicated, you sometimes just have those days. And just being on set, they it's interesting how it got flipped. It's like, where's the Maria we hired, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're getting so upset because they're like, you need to perform and all this stuff. Um, and then on top of that, of course, Graham comes in. Oh, so sad. Yeah. And we find out about... Um, you know, how he's going to break up with her, or he broke up with her because, you know, he couldn't take the depression because his mom had gone through that and stuff, too, so he's like, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And then walks away, and it just adds to it, and you just know you've had one of those bad days. Even if you haven't been on medication, it's like you've experienced that, so you kind of can relate. So, yeah, it was was just a very relatable scene. Um, And then when we went to Karen, my favorite part about this was when we saw Karen Grisham's um, office and how she was pretty much told her everybody in Hollywood is crazy and mental and mm-hmm. so you need to get off your medication. Which is true. So. Yeah, I love this scene because it really allowed us to explore the complexity of being a performer with maybe slightly with slightly off kilter cognitively mm-hmm. because like a lot of people in Hollywood are and what's so tough is Maria has made her money and her career off of a personality that's a bit non-normative you know so mm-hmm. like all of a sudden she's having this crisis of like oh my gosh my agent my doctors are telling me to you know take these pills and balance myself my agent and my career and my bills are telling me that I need to be totally unhinged to succeed so I kind of felt like a deeper thematic resonation here with the way that Karen Grisham was pushing her to get off her meds mm-hmm. yeah because um, it's like she was trying to help herself out she's trying to stay healthy and then she can't right um, yeah, I, th- I really liked this. I think asked very interesting questions about the nature of what it means to be a performer. Because, like, it can really push people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also... It was disappointing to see Graham just leave. Oh, I loved that. Because I was <laughs> I was waiting for that. Well, you know... Like, bye, Dean Kane. I'm, yeah. I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the, uh, you know, the sliding doors to line up. To mm-hmm. like yeah. be like, okay, right. this is when yeah. we're... These last two episodes... I my, I loved that we are finally seeing the timelines and how what got where and mm-hmm. so I, that scene was very satisfying for me because you knew that he was leaving you know and I'm I was happy to see how that happened. Yeah, yeah. I liked that it provided an explanation for Maria's neuroses, but I was bummed because I liked Graham. Yeah, so same. I wish it. I kind of well, we can talk about who we're shipping if we're shipping Maria and Graham. Well, we hopefully are shipping Maria and Scott now because it seems like they're on the up and up. I, um, I like when Graham told Maria. He said, "Once you fight once in a once you fight once in a relationship, it's over." <laughs> you know how some people that are scared of falling in love and dating, they're like, "No, if it's one fight, it's over." I mean, right. it's like m- mimics real reality. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of sweet and like I mean, it, I didn't I, notice that line. Yeah, so, okay. It co- it well, now the end makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this was I liked this theme because it did. It was character building, which I mm-hmm. like, which is can be hard to do in comedy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every episode kind of has a theme and a focus and an emotional core. And here she says, relationships are hard because as soon as you enter one, you open yourself up to loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so we shoot back into the present and we're at this Thanksgiving scene. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I was confused about this joke. Reverse smoking, reverse vaping. I, 
They did Get that up. in a stand-up, or at, when she was at her stand-up. I think he, he did it then, He right? did it, yeah, after he saw her do stand-up, and then he made that joke. And it was, I, I laughed, I laughed out loud at that, that it was just his little funny bit. It was uh-huh. just something that he gets a laugh doing. Yeah. And so he was so nervous at that dinner that he was just being weird and just trying anything okay. to, like, make her friends like him. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure if it was, like, a callback to something more specific or I some kind of... so. Okay. Mm-mm. Um, either way, we get the sense that Thanksgiving, like, things might not be as good as they could be, and Maria freaks out, and she leaves. Um, did, did this surprise you guys, or did you guys see this coming? Mm. It's been building, I think, yeah. so it's time to snap. Yeah. The thing that yeah. I didn't like, was it that thing, when she's sitting with Dagmar and um, Larissa, and they're just attacking her for the child, um, uh, the war... Uh, the yeah. child soldiers thing, and they they don't believe her when she's trying to tell them what really happened, and it's that kind of stuff. It's that sort of beating up from her friends, and I'm just like, why would these friends who have known her for however so long, like, just not believe a word that she says? Because um, mm-hmm. there's, there's the aspect of a friend, like, um, Susan is terrible because she's a terrible person, right. and she treats Maria badly because she's, they've grown up their lives with Maria being Susan's punching bag Mm -hmm. and Susan's jealous of that or whatever but with Dagmar and Larissa it's like they're they're both terrible people in their own way like they have their issues too but it's like why wouldn't they believe that their friend Maria when she's telling them what logically happened with this the the child soldiers thing like I don't know that that was just like one of those frustrations where I was just like I don't these people are terrible. Yeah. I just think it's that point where you have to defriend somebody or unfriend them because you realize that the trust isn't there, maybe. Unsubscribe, Maria. (laughs) Unsubscribe. Delete. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Susan, I did forget to mention before we move on to the next episode, the Duluth flashback with her was interesting. Where we see her, she's taking a stand-up class. Freaking awesome. I do love... Uh, who who's not Mary Kay Place, but um, who's Mo pla- Collins? Who's yeah, yeah, Mo Collins. Yeah. Um, her performance as Susan Bieber's gotten better and better for me oh, this yeah. whole season, and like, yeah, she's doing her stand up. I'm I'm usually a lawyer, but I'm also a mother, and <laughs> I find I find time to do charity work on yeah. this side. Like, this isn't stand up at all. And again, they right. revisit those. They there's always there's so many themes of a revisited theme of um. Just bad comedy yeah. that, yeah, like, everybody, like, yeah. The so torture of being a good see. comedian yes. and watching uh-huh. bad comedy. Watching bad comedy, yes. yeah. Yeah, because everybody that she does that does comedy for Maria is just terrible. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even comedy, you right. know. Um, so I just, I wanted to mention that before we move on because that was such a funny scene to me. Um, we got a movie. We only have 15 minutes, guys. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Okay. We're not going to um, make it. Episode 12, Enter the Super Grisham. So many things... So much going on. So many questions answered. Yeah. Quick reactions to enter the Super Grisham. Three words about what you thought of this episode. Well, maybe just one word. Brilliant. Brilliant. I guess, I guess point. you know, one Boiling thing point. is that, like, um, <sighs> Bert is one of the only... Bert is one of the only people in her life that she can count on and treats her people. Yeah. I totally, yeah, no, I know. I did, I was like, even the weird dog stuff all season, I was like, it kind of, 
came together at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't sure about, like, the talking dog stuff, but I actually loved it this episode. I do, too. And Bert, I trust... Awesome. Yeah, and I... Oh, yeah, she has a different story. Uh, <laughs> awesome, but, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Bert I, is a trusted character for me. Like, whatever he thinks, like, at the end with Scott, yeah. you know, I was like, well, if Bert likes him and he's hanging out with him, maybe <laughs> right. he's an all right guy. He's kind of a voice of reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I liked that uh, Bruce was in a juicy sweatshirt when they were in the, <laughs> in the big gym. girl gym in the beginning. I and the fact that, that they were randomly in a big girl gym, I don't know I didn't know, know that why. was a thing. Was Are there gyms specifically well, for overweight like, people? Well, there's like curves. Curves, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Dimples. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did know that. Um, yeah. What about the scene where Bruce's arms just dislocate? Did this oh work gosh. for you guys? No, it was I just one of those crazy, it. yeah, like yeah. cartoony moments. Yeah, yeah it was it's okay. Like, I, I thought it was funny, but maybe not my favorite joke of the whole series. I did like when he came in in the full body cast oh, and was yeah. hitting stuff, was awesome. so I liked that part. There was a too. payout. I didn't like, yeah. yeah, I didn't like the actual joke, I guess, as much. That's all right. A lot of jokes. Um, the theme song was longer. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Caught me off guard. Um... So, okay, another question I have about this whole episode. <laughs> I like how Jeff, like, rather than actually saying something negative, it's like, caught me off guard. <laughs> <I know>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that caught, that caught me off guard. Um, real quick, this whole, like, finger-banging thing. I've got to ask, did Scott finger Maria Bamford? I don't I think so, because so. I looked at, I rewatched it, and I didn't see his hand under the table once. Was that just, like, she... she that was another way I thought of it was in the kitchen. Away. I yeah. thought it was in the kitchen Maybe when it was supposed kitchen. to happen. He scooped off his plate in the kitchen. But then okay. he came around Not and, like, hugged her. I thought uh, it was then. Uh, oh, that was a quickie then, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That The, the finger-banging joke to me was a little, a little bit like, what? what? Am I laughing? What is... I don't get it. Is he bad? Is he a bad guy? Did he... Did they, I don't know. I get uncomfortable with, like, yeah. vi- like violative sex things. I don't yeah. think Maria... Well, tell me if this is wrong, but I didn't get the impression that Maria was the one that had the issue with it. I think it was something that she mentioned, and Dagmar and Larissa were the ones that ran blew with... Blew it up. Blew yeah. it up into... You finger-raped her or whatever. Like, <laughs> with your rape stick. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think Maria thought that that okay. was... He was attacking her or anything. Um, I do have to ask: Is it was this the right way for Scott to handle it? Because I'm an idiot. Ladies, inform me. Him going to her friends to ask what's going on. I it, thought that was a sweet gesture. I did too. I liked, I like going to sweet. find out and talk mm-hmm. and say like I still really like Maria. I don't know what happened. Like, can I have some advice from some of Maria's closest friends? Come I like that race. move. I thought that I was agree. very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Brownie points for Scott. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brian Boyce for Scott. It would be good if her friends weren't assholes. I know. Yeah. yeah, maybe next season. Uh, okay, so we flash back and we learn why Maria is so afraid of opening up to people. And it's because she let Bert off the leash. Mm-hmm. I know. When she was in Duluth. Um, well, let's just jump back. Let's talk chronology because I think it's important to keep these things straight. She felt terrible about letting Bert off the leash because in her past, she let Blossom die mm-hmm. when Blossom took all of her medication. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah, this is all of l- providing us lots of context for Maria's neuroses. So of course, after the death of Blossom, letting Bert off the leash terrified her so much because she had already experienced the loss of one of her favorite pugs. Yeah, we learned that Bert was just trying to find his lover, Blueberry. Yeah, How did you guys feel about this very long song that Blueberry sang on a stool? <laughs> oh, the blo- you mean Blossom? Blossom, yes. Oh, it was, yeah, because it was the ghost, correct. Yes. What did you guys think of this? We I saw a different side of her, that's for sure. But I think it was also Maria having some closure with mm-hmm. what happened. 
I think it was just an excuse to wink at Cabaret or Chicago or Fosse. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think they just wanted to shoehorn yeah. a Cabaret bit in there. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, sometimes these moments, I don't know if they're working for me, but they always seem to come together because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, when she decided to, like, let Bert have Blueberry and take Blueberry home, my heart kind of was warm. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, this is really nice. It's so yeah. sweet. Yeah, hug so hug. it ended up working great for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had this Obluvia commercial, which is for the, sec- the sexually active bicyclist. Um, It's the herpes thing. Um, And this was an interesting scene because it's her scene partner in the commercial that teaches her that she should be opening up to people. Um, Was there something specific about, like, the biking? Was that a callback or anything? The sexually active bicyclist? Or was that just a randomly specific joke? I don't think so. I don't think so. I wasn't sure if I missed something there. Mm -mm. Um, So we get to see Blossom's funeral. (laughs) Um, first of all, what did you guys think, just in general, of Blossom's funeral? All the specific things about Blossom coming out. Well, about the funeral itself, I was like, oh, she would have a funeral for Blossom. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, all the stuff that was coming out, I was like, wild, you know? I I don't know. It it was fine. It was fine for me. Like, I, I thought it was funny, and it brought the Karens together. It was a reason for that to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't think that I, like, laughed out loud funny about all of the Blossom stuff, but I thought it was still... Um, you know, if you're going to put some human qualities to it, it's, it was fine. I liked it, so. Oh, I, I thought it was brilliant. I love how Karen Grisham, what is it, number two, came in. She's like, she was going to move in with, in a condo with her boyfriend, <laughs> the hot corgi Josh. Yeah. I'm just like, this so is many. so random. Yeah, because the jokes just kept getting fired, I ended up loving it. Like when Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. walks in and we learned <laughs> yeah. that that was Blossom's AA sponsor. <laughs> I did think the escalation of the Blossom has human qualities joke was great mm-hmm. in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, so all, this is the Karen moment. All yeah. of the Karens show up. Mm-hmm. I love this. I was waiting for this to ha- I thought yeah. this would happen. I kind of yeah. think all of us yeah. sense this coming, right? Mm-hmm. Super Grisham! I was Grisham. ready for it. Super Grisham. <laughs> yeah. But it makes so much sense, right? We have three Karen Grishams. We probably don't even have any Karen Grishams, but they're all just an extension of Maria's mania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all like controlling her in some way. You right, know? In, different yeah. ways. in different ways. In different in ways. In different areas of her life. life. Yeah. Um, I thought this was awesome. And, like, I loved I that there was an explanation for all for a lot of the craziness that we've been seeing all season. Um, and it was really fun to just see those three actresses play off each other, too. Mm-hmm. I loved having them all together in one room. Yeah. That was amazing. It was amazing. Um, so much so that the Karens not only operate separately, but they also conflate together and become a guinea pig. Yeah. They, like, all hold hands and they touch. Let's see, should will anything Can happen? We? Oh, yeah. Anything happen? <laughs> yeah. No. We're good. I, I don't know if we're going to become a guinea pig today. Oh, uh, we're we'll still here. Pig. For those of you listening to the podcast. become a fifth microphone. Yeah. yeah. Or a little bee. Mm-hmm. Or a little bee. Oh, oh my Um... Either way, this was so crazy to me, but I loved it because it provided so much explanation. Mark McGrath comes back again. Yay. Yeah, I was like, glad that From that Sugar is. Ray. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, don't you know? Um, we get to see her go back and give this checklist presentation, mm-hmm. and she goes off on the company. We all remember, but by the way, with Sugar, with uh, Mark McGrath, you remember it was the first episode of The uh-huh. Pool, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I love that he came back. Yeah. This is great. 
Um, and we get to, she fires on all cin- cylinders about the terrors of checklist. Mm-hmm. Um, this did make me think maybe she regrets her target. target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it could too. be totally independent, but like, checklist has taken some blows in this show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, much of this show, it's just like, oh, it must be such a realistic, like, ta- Maria's take on things. But then I'm like, that she can't think that all of her friends are assholes. Like if I right. were one of her friends, I'd be like, "Is this what you think of me?" You know, like <laughs> well, so. Yeah. So then there's the the side of it that's like, no, it's you know, it's not true. It is true. It's not true. Right. I think it's an insecurity in yeah. the back of her mind, mm-hmm. like a lot of people have. Right. It's an it's just an expression of how she felt before she was healthy. Maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Either way, we get this fight with Mark Sugar Beast McGrath and Rhea's like this kind of Power Ranger. And I did love, this was kind of poignant to me, we have all the Karens controlling her yes, and her brain. Yeah. And the line that I loved was, press all, all the, the buttons. Because mm-hmm. yeah. isn't that probably so the way that she felt? Yeah. Was yeah. everything happening at once? The intensity of mania. Mm-hmm. Did you guys like this? Was this too much for you? Was it just enough? Was it? What did you guys think of this? Oh, I love that. I did to Power Rangers for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up too. watching that, so I didn't know <laughs> if they like Sugar Sugar Ray was supposed to be this like chunk of sugar, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> I know, is funny. he supposed to be Sugar Ray Leonard at all? Like the you know where that name comes from? Oh, but, like, interesting. Who is you know a fighter? So <laughs> oh. I didn't know if they were. Mm. They didn't see to um, go there. I don't know. Maybe it was like a very distant call. Yeah. Yeah. I Um, laughed. I thought it was funny. Me too. Um, Anyway, by fighting Mark McGrath, she accidentally accidentally forces um, Mark McGrath to kill the checklist CEO. Um, (laughs) We go to Duluth for a minute. And um, we see the clip of Maria, you're not my sugar beast. <laughs> and then they feel bad for her reputation because of the video. But not yeah. as bad for Mark McGrath's reputation as a guy who doesn't murder crippled old men. Yes. <laughs> I just want to say about that video, though, um, when they were showing it on YouTube, it, they missed all of Maria's... Um, oh, when she was talking about, like, how it's a bad corporation and evil and all that stuff, it, like, started with the fight, you know? So you missed everything that Maria was, like, all amped out. Uh, amped up about and intense and everything that she wanted to be heard right. and then it just started with the fighting and I just thought it was kind of funny because yeah. that's true to life I think you know yeah so oh, that's really true nobody hears what you really want to say they hear the aftermath of you like killing the guy so yeah right but did she ever really say it on stage in real life true that's what I assumed was in her head she's, she's this yeah but in real life it's just the, sh- the lamb mm-hmm. yeah yep. um, either way this provided us a lot of the explanation as to how and why Maria is the way she is in the present. Mm-hmm. It kind of really buttoned everything up. I didn't did. feel like there was anything left hanging. Yeah. And we finally get this last scene that's really sweet of her getting together with Scott in the mural mm-hmm. and her learning that a fight like fighting with someone is okay. Yeah. Um I loved this. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really nice kind of subdued sweet way to end this season. What mm-hmm. did you guys think? It was great. Yeah. I thought that was sweet. I'm definitely I don't know if I'm all Team Scott, but I'm more Team Scott now. Me too. Yeah, I think he's very sweet. Oh, is somebody... Are you not? I, I'm all Team Scott. <laughs> we love Scott. We talked about this last week a little bit. We weren't sure. Our fear was that Scott, he f- loved Maria's stand-up about the dead bits and the sex chunks uh-huh. so much, we were worried he might be <laughs> fetishizing her mm. sickness. Yeah. Like, he yeah. might be, like, into the thought of her having sex with chunks of her family. Mm. Like, that was our fear. <laughs> Instead of the comedy. Yeah. It was the way he'd said the lines. Yeah, But sure. Scott grew a lot on me this episode. Yeah, yeah. and the whole like knife bit and all that stuff. Big yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. But she's still a little baby inside because she just thinks she can have him back. But he's like, it doesn't work that way. I know. You know? I yeah. have feelings too. Right. 
But um, she learns a lot from Scott. She I does. think he, they're able to connect. So I think that's good. She needs that kind of person in her life who's real and cares about her. And mm-hmm. he brushes off her anxieties. You know, he just mm-hmm. kind of downsizes it. Like, um, BBC isn't that that good of a uh, news station to watch, you know, when yeah. the video came up. That was a fun montage. Yeah. We skipped over it. but um, I wonder where Scott's supposed to be from. If it's like Scandinavian country, mm-hmm. because um, the actor is Swedish, I think they have like a like a world like high for depression, and since he talks about his family, oh. like uh, hmm. he you know he's used to mental illness, like they have because it's like so uh, rarely sunny there. I've oh, yeah. I've heard that they have, they have just like a super high rate of depression and suicide and stuff. Very and where did you say? Uh, like Sweden and, and cloudy places, and Nor- yeah, and in Scandinavia where it's very far north and. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've got like five minutes. I want to talk just about the season as a whole. Some things, other things we didn't like. Um, real quick, anything we missed on this episode? Well, we had to skip over a lot, but I think we covered the most important parts. Like I saw why. Yeah, I saw why she was. We she got into Duluth, which mm-hmm. really closed it off for me. That was so helpful. I, I liked that part. Yeah. So. Is mm-hmm. it gonna tie the he? You know, Scott had a four ten credit score, and also Graham had a really terrible credit score. <laughs> so is that gonna be a reason why she's like drawn to people that are financially interesting, in, irresponsible? Huh. I like that mm. prediction. Um, so I want to ask, who was your favorite non Maria recurring character? I gotta say, mm. personally, I liked Larissa. I think I like Lennon Parham a lot. <laughs> but something about the way she would deliver lines, I just thought She's was so funny. funny. And how she would say inappropriate things, but just very sweetly, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like the worst thing you could say. Definitely. I, it's hard for me to say because of uh, the fact that they are, they're all so skilled and hilarious. Uh, Mo Collins is amazing and mm-hmm. um, Bridget Everett. I guess Dagmar might be my favorite, but the thing is, it's so hard for me to answer that because... When a character is being so terrible, I really can't be on their side, even even though they're like comedically amazing and they're you know the actor's doing such a great job. Yeah. So I can't. It's so hard for me to say like what non Maria character do I want to see back? Like I liked Graham because he was nice, you know, like yeah. he was at least nice. I hear uh, you. Yeah, I liked Agmar for sure. She, I think her jokes were very funny and on point, so uh-huh. I really liked her. Um, Bert. I don't know. He's so sweet. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Pert was sweet. Maybe I'll go with the dog, the yeah. little pug. Karen Grisham won for me. The agent. Yeah. The yeah. agent. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that yes. performance, She's... I kind of could see an Emmy not sneaking in for Anna Gasser's Ooh. performance. I'm, I don't know, but in terms of a guest star, it's hard to forget Good that man. performance. Yeah. Um, favorite guest star? Mm. I kind of like, liked the Lucas Brothers. I was going to say that, too. <laughs> sorry to reach in front of your face. Yeah, sorry. I'm making noise. <laughs> Um, how about um, you two? I like Jill Quatney. Yes. Mm. Loved her. She's so hated, oh. but I like her. Yeah. That one was rough for me. I, <laughs> I like, oh, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pat Oswald. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, what's She's something great. you could do without next season? I feel like we've moved past Duluth, and we can kind of just carry on with the present and the future. I don't know. I might. Yeah, and it would be, but it would be a shame to not see Mary Kay Place as much. Yeah. Well, what about present day though? She could come out to LA. Yeah. yeah. They're not dead, Tamara. Yeah. <laughs> you and or maybe past. I think that maybe we could lose a timeline, whether it's Duluth or the past. Yeah. And then she can still whichever one she wants to talk about. If she wants to talk about mental health, then we could lose maybe the past as much and just talk about Duluth a lot, or we could still get some Duluth in her past. It doesn't have to be so... Maybe, yeah, right. So right. many of the timelines. Just too many. Mm-hmm. 
Would you say less aggression from the ancillary characters is something oh, you can do without? For sure. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I want to see more sweetness besides think, just from Maria. I think they the writers are so the jokes are so good. They can make just as funny jokes out of characters that are a lot more likable. I think I of Kenneth like, from Thirty Rock. I would like to see that. Yeah. yeah. Even if there's just one more likable character, that yeah. would be enough. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's. I think that's what I could do without. Even Bruce, who's you know fairly, he accidentally gets her in. You know, in but he's still pretty charming. But like even he is just too. Uh, just, just just too sour for me. Like I just, we just want some like good character. Scott's great, but he's not as he's not as funny. But I think right. they're not purposely writing him as funny. Mm-hmm. Like he's I think a good they balance. could, yeah. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you if I just did. Um, I was just going to say, totally agree. Even, like, a passive-aggressive character. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like all the aggression is so on the nose. Mm-hmm. It might be nice to and see someone. And mom is so aggressive. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Susan. So I could do with this a little more sweetness from the secondary characters next mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Um, well, anything else? Any other thoughts? I can see. Um, I was just thinking that, like... Because I was like, well, where is this going to go since we really wrapped up all the history of where she's coming from and stuff like that? And there's, you know, not much, like, career-wise trajectory to do for a second season. So I bet this whole second season is going to be, you know, because Maria's married. I wonder if it's going to get a lot more personal. Hmm. And the second season is about her personal relationships more so than career stuff like this season was about. What do you guys think? What do you predict for season two? I could see that. Um... Ooh, I don't know exactly in season two. Um, hope we did see a breakdown, but I think we need to see her still stepping up and being more courageous. So I think with being more personal and talking more about her um, friends and dating, that maybe we'll get some more courage out of Maria. So I think it's a step. This season was a good foundation, and maybe we'll just see it built. Right. Yeah, well said. Yeah, more present day. And I want to see her actually work more. I like to see her on set. Yeah, mm-hmm. or doing comedy or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, more comedy too. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see longer arcs. Like, I'd like to see her maybe get on a show that's longer than just a scene. Because, like, mm-hmm. all of her, like, we saw White Trash for a scene and these commercials for a scene, but it might be fun to see her have kind of a workplace consistency. Oh, I just thought of an interesting little bit. Um, Jackie Cation on one of her podcasts was talking about... Jackie's a really funny comedian who um, is a headliner herself but opens for Maria a lot because they're both from the Midwest. And um, so she tours with Maria most of the time when Maria's on tour. And she was saying that when Maria writes, and this is so rare for a comedian, Maria just tosses her old notebooks out. She just throws them away. Wow. Oh, my and, gosh. And, like, so she keeps her material that she keeps and uses and eventually going onto an album and then her old material is just in the trash somewhere never to be <laughs> seen wow. again yeah I'd like to see why that it's so yeah, why it's you know so brave that is, yeah. that is brave yeah. um she's a brave woman and it's a brave show yeah. we want to thank you guys so much for joining us all season I've thank had you. so much fun with this you three thank you yeah yeah I think it's been Aww. awesome um, hopefully we'll be back for season two. I Who knows know. when it'll come out? Hopefully. Maybe 2017. But Although the hardest part about the show is having to, we're not being able to binge watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. We, but we did it. I'm, I'm probably going to binge it. I might binge I'm it again because imagine all the stuff we'll see yeah. now that we know all the timelines. I think there's probably a lot of Easter eggs You can go missed. back and comment on all of our yeah, videos. Yeah, please do. I know. Like these schmucks should have been doing the whole time. I know. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Thanks again for joining us if you did. We really appreciate it. We hope you like the show as much as 
Uh, we did. Yeah. My name is Jeff Graham, y'all. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. I do comedy rap, so if you search for Graham Cracker Rap, you can find me there. <laughs> I have an album. It's a direct download, and it's free, so you should just download and listen to it. Um, you guys, where can they find you? Uh, I'm Tamara Brown. I'm going to plug. I run a monthly comedy show called the Art Deco Comedy Hour, and this month our show is Thursday, uh, July 7th, and we've got Jackie Cation, who I just mentioned, wow. who was in one of the episodes of this show. She's going to be on the show. Cool. All right. And I'm Kelsey Hightower, and you can find me online at, at Kels Hightower. And I'm Lisa Mason Lee. Thank you so much for watching, and you can find me everywhere at Lisa Mason Lee and LisaLeeTV.com. All right, guys. Thank you. We don't know what we're doing more than half the time. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. We don't know what we're doing. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.